Sales Paradise, Episode 1. Being a, a kid who didn't have much growing up, uh, I wanted to make money. And as I was interning, that was my constant question to the executives at the company is, hey, what role can I get where I make the most money? And everybody kept pointing to sales. This is Sales Paradise. Now here's your host, our dad, Chandler Barron. <laughs> Hello to everyone in the sales world. Today is our very first episode for Sales Paradise. I am so excited to be here behind the mic talking to you guys and maybe one day even getting to know each and every one of you. And I'm also so excited to be able to interview and bring the top sales thought leaders and practitioners and other really interesting guests who will all bring important information and concepts to help you create your very own sales paradise. Now what paradise is to me may be different than what it is to you, but the important thing is for each of us to find the right industry, sales cycle, culture, and of course learn skills from the very best sales leaders from across the globe. And you can become unstoppable and more successful than ever thought possible. So let's go ahead and get started. Today, as our first guest, we have John Crawley joining us. John is a healthcare executive, a speaker, and an author living and working in the healthcare mecca of the U.S., Nashville, Tennessee. John, welcome to Paradise. Is there anything else that needs to be filled in? Thanks, Chandler. I appreciate it. Uh, no, I mean, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. That, that explains it pretty well. I love the sales process. So what was your first sales role? So uh, my first sales role was right out of college. Uh, I, I went to work for Pfizer where I sold uh, birth control, yeast infection medication, and hormone replacement therapy. Uh, it was a great place for uh, pickup lines, and that's also where I, I met my wife. <laughs> wow. You met your wife there at your first job at Pfizer. Yeah, ironically. So she was in a district uh, next to mine, adjacent to, to my district, and eventually we ended up uh, you know, being on the same district. So we, uh, we actually met because she was one of the top reps and I'll never forget, you know, I was kind of talking to her as a friend and, and looking for her advice. And, I'm, and one of the pieces of advice she gave me was, Hey, you're working too hard. And it was the kind of wake up call because I was the guy that would hit the field at 7am, wouldn't come home till six or seven o'clock at night. And meanwhile, she was out there doing all this stuff that worked. And at the time, I don't know if you remember, Chandler, we did these these programs called Dine and Dashes. Oh, so yeah. Was, <laughs> you, you, you would go to a restaurant. You would invite all the local doctors in. They would come order dinner for their family. And while the dinner was being prepared and packaged to go, you'd have one-on-one -on -one really high-quality time with the docs. So she was the one who kind of smacked me around and said, hey, stop wasting your time trying to get their attention in the middle of their workday at the office, do these dining dashes. And I literally went from, there was 250 reps in the, in the, uh, the company. I went from being 248 to number two in one year. And it was largely in part to the advice that she gave me. Uh, we eventually started dating and a couple years later, I married her. <laughs> well, hold on. It sounds like she's actually responsible for all your success. I think we should be reading her books. Absolutely. You're 100% correct. <laughs> okay. 
We know we were talking about you starting out in pharmaceuticals, and I know that pharmaceuticals industry, uh, you know, can have some very comprehensive training and sometimes even intense. What was training like when you first started? You know, again, you know, what was interesting was, so I was, like I said, I was interning at a little generic company. And at the same time, I decided, let me go see if I can get a job someplace else. And so eventually I I was, uh, you know, Pfizer offered me a job. And the reason I left the generic company who also offered me a field-based sales role was simply because of the training. And so, you know, Pfizer at the time and still today has just a state-of-the-art training program and it was months of very intensive, you know, uh, hands-on training um, that really did help me, you know, in future roles uh, in, in the sales world. Well, man, it seems like you got off to such a strong start right out of college. Uh, tell me about some time that you had just like a disaster sales call or something like that. Um, take us back there. Just one? I mean, how long is this podcast? <laughs> well, how many are there? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I could think of just tons of them, but I think, you know, and, and, and I've been in sales now for 20, 20 ish years. And so I can think of one that makes me cringe that just happened within the last year. And, um, you know, at the time I was the vice president of sales for a big organization. I was trying to get, we were trying to get access to this one particular potential customer. And, you know, I went through the normal customary call, leave voicemails, emails, and, and finally I just said, you know, I'm the vice president. They, she's got to meet with me. So I got on a plane. I flew to Denver. I went to the office and, you know, went and said, hey, I'm John Crowley and here's my card and, you know, she should want to see me. And, uh, you know, I've sent her emails and kind of softened her up. She should know who I am. And the receptionist looked at me and said, yeah, no, sorry, she's busy today. She can't see you. And uh, long story short, got back on the plane, was flying home and and I realized, like, of course she didn't see me. Like, I was I was using my – I thought I was using my title as a way to get through the door. And it doesn't matter who I am. I hadn't provided her any value. So on my flight home, I went and Googled her. I found out she actually did a YouTube video where she was talking about some tax problems that her and her company were having. And I quickly, in the matter of a you know three-hour flight from Nashville to Denver – did some research, pulled some tax information, some some different uh, resources, and I emailed them to her. And I said, hey, you know, Miss So-and-so, uh, understand that you're having some tax implications with your the structure of your new business. Here's some documents I found that would be of use. You know, in particular, check this one out. And here's a tax expert that you should, you should talk to. I sent that on the plane. Um, the next day, she returned my call. And so the lesson for me was like, look, I know better that I've got to provide value before I ask of anything in return. And even if it's simply their time, um, and regardless of whether you're a sales rep or a vice president of sales, you still have to provide the customer value before you ask for anything in return. Oh, man, I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, it's such a, a tendency for those of us in sales a long time. You know, it's not just the, the new people that need to learn that. Um, so many times it's easy for us to forget, especially as we move up the mm-hmm. ladder. You know, we kind of almost take for granted that uh, we have a reason to be there um, just because of our title. But, you know, you bring up, um, you know, some really good points. And what's funny is, you know, I mean, I hear you refer to yourself as a knuckle-dragging sales guy, but you were someone that MedReps.com recognized as one of healthcare's top influencers in 2016. I mean, this shows that pretty much even... When you do have a bad day, it's just a bad day. Or you learn, you take note. 
I mean, John didn't even realize the mistake he had made until he was on the flight back. But see, it's something that you can actually come back and, and, and improve. Yeah, absolutely. You can always learn from your mistakes. And t- to me, I think there's two types of people. There's the people that have to fail and, and make a mistake. And then there's the other type of person that learns from other people's mistakes. I wish I was the second person. It would be a lot easier. I'm not. I'm a knuckle dragger. I'm going to bang my head against the wall a million times. But eventually, I'll learn. Uh, eventually. <laughs> well, I think that's the great thing about it. I think when we make mistakes, we know that we're also helping other people. You know, that's part of the reason why I choose to make mistakes all the time. <laughs> Look, you, you, I, I have found I learn more from making mistakes. So I've gotten very, I've become very comfortable in, in almost seeking out uh, failure and seeking out mistakes because that just means that I'm evolving and learning. You know, that's a really good point too. I think whether you're in sales, an entrepreneur, or, or anything like that, you cannot be afraid to make mistakes. You know, it's one thing we do train, we do a lot of things to help prevent it, but you can't be a perfectionist. Um, I mean, it's one of those things, if you're afraid to make a mistake, you may not make that next sales call or you may be afraid to, to do the next thing. You, you, you might be thinking, well, why would they want to visit with me? Um, you know, maybe they're just not used to having a sales rep on my level. I need to bring someone else in. And, and all of that is, sounds to me like inner talk. And it doesn't matter if you're a day into sales career or you've been in it for two decades, everybody has the same inner talk. The question is, what's the next statement that comes out of your mouth? And it should be, you know what? I'm just going to go out there and learn. I'm going to go out there and try again because that's the key to success in sales. It's just keep getting back up and on back on that horse. <laughs> well, do your knuckles actually drag while you're on the horse? <laughs> now go ahead and let's, let's talk about your book. Uh, so knuckle dragging sales, I, I wrote it because I, I've spent the last couple of years mentoring sales professionals. Um, I, I enjoy the the mentoring process and helping people out. It's just uh, selfishly, it's something that I I am energized by. And as I've worked with these different sales professionals, regardless of industry, regardless of tenure and experience, the one thing I kept found, finding was that they were overcomplicating the sales process. And, and as a matter of fact, the, the people I enjoy working with the most are the ones that have invested in themselves, meaning they've read books, they've, they've uh, invested in coaches, they've got mentors. But what happens is they would go and, and get a piece of advice and try to implement it into their sales process. But inevitably, they would miss the basis, the most important, the foundation of the sales process. And so while you know, using different type of sales techniques, whether it's consultative selling or spin selling or access selling, social selling, whatever it is, all of that works. But you still have to have the foundation, Chandler. You've got to have the basics right. And until you do that, all the extra stuff, it just isn't effective. So knuckle dragging sales is all about getting back to the primitive process, right? Getting back to the basics. Um, and it, the reason I wrote it was because I wanted to formalize this process that I had kind of been uh, uh, working with uh, sales professionals in developing over the course of the last four to five years. Uh, and I just enjoyed the, the writing process as well. Well, one of the reasons I just love your book is because someone like yourself that wrote it, I mean, you came up through the ranks in sales and, you know, it's not just theory. I mean, you've lived it and 
And so it's exciting to see it from that perspective. Yeah, and, 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 and there's nothing worse than reading a book that's all about process and theory. So you, you hit a great point, Chandler. I mean, the book, I talk about a foundational topic, a pillar, um, and then it's, it's, it's examples. And nine times out of 10, my examples are how I learned it the hard way. It wasn't, it wasn't the easy, quick route. I took the hard way. So I think it's a, it's a good combination of uh, uh, theory and principle along with stories to make it a little bit more interesting. Well, man, you definitely delivered. You did a great job with it. Oh, that music. Um, the, this actually the music for the very first Last Call Lightning Round. Uh, that's where we ask uh, you know some really short questions. And then uh, hopefully we get some short answers. Sometimes we're, uh, I expect to get some longer answers. Uh, but basically it's just some... Uh, quick questions that we go through, and um, and then it kind of brings us to the end. So, John, are you ready for the lightning round? I'm ready. Hit me. So, when that early morning alarm goes off, tell me, do you have any type of morning routine? I do, and it's a little odd. So, I have a a very significant sleep issue. So I wake up every morning sometime between two and three. It's not by choice. It's just what happens. And and I can go on that forever. But uh, between two and three. So from that time till 5am, I work on my own personal development. Um, And for example, that's when I wrote the book is during those hours. Five o'clock, I leave, I go to the gym, I actually spend 10 minutes in the gym parking lot. Um, meditating. Uh, oh, okay. I thought it was just um, not wanting to go in. I, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it, maybe that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just calling it meditation. I use the, the Headspace app for meditation. Uh, and then I go to the gym and uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and uh, Saturday, I lift weights. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, I do hot yoga. Uh, and I'm usually kind of sitting at my desk and, and hitting the workday about 7.30 a.m. We know that may have actually answered our next question. Um, Do you have any type of favorite uh, technology or app that you would like to recommend to everyone? Headspace is fantastic. It it took me a long time to really understand and value meditation, but it's been wonderful for me and it has helped with my sleep issues. Uh, The other one I would recommend for anyone um, from a productivity perspective is Evernote. Uh, It's a great place to capture information. Um, The piece that I like the most is that you can actually hand write notes in in on like a, a, a piece of paper, take a picture of it, and then at night, Evernote indexes every single piece of content within there. So the next morning, I can actually search, and if my handwriting was legible enough, the uh, search criteria will pick up my actual handwriting. So that to me has been one of the most useful apps that I've ever used. Oh, that sounds really cool. That's a great tip. Well, uh, what about a quote? Um, any type of favorite quote that's really meant a lot you know, to you through the years that you'd like to share? I don't have any particular favorite quotes over time. The, the one that, that I have actually on my phone screen uh, most recently that, that caught my attention and piqued my interest was, uh, those who succeed do not have the privilege of escaping hopelessness. They simply endure the whimsical whisperings at them. There is a way to make it work. You just have to find it. And to me, that speaks to the knuckle dragging, you know, uh, mindset, which is you just keep pressing on constantly. You keep fighting. Yeah, everybody listening. I mean, it's not over till it's over. If you get knocked off the horse, get back up on. Uh, As John mentioned, just keep fighting. Well, John, what about a book you'd like to recommend to everyone? Yeah, from a sales perspective, um, one of my favorite that, uh, you know, I fell in love with many years ago was The Ultimate Sales Machine. 
uh, by Chet Holmes. Uh, he passed away many years ago, but that is a great fundamental book. One of the ones that I've recently kind of really taken a liking to is uh, I just read is called The Salesman uh, or Salesperson Paradox. It's by a guy named Doug uh, Vigliotti. And uh, what I like about that book is that it is just a ton of information. And to me, it's almost more of a resource than a one-time read. You can constantly go back and pick up nuggets from from the salesperson paradox. So those are two books. You get the two for the price of one, Chandler. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I think I really knew it was going to be my lucky day today. Well, John, man, it's been so great chatting with you here. And I'm so glad you joined us here in Sales Paradise. And I really appreciate you being you know, here on the first episode. Uh, well, so now that we're at the end of the interview, um, go ahead and give us a takeaway message, you know, that the listeners can kind of hang on to. Yeah. So I think the the key to success in sales is simplification, but it's not to be confused with being easy. Um, you know, running is easy. A, a baby can literally run, but running a marathon is really hard. Sales is the same thing. It's not as complicated as we've made it. And even though companies have invested billions of dollars in awesome sales training, the fact is you can get 90% of the way there just by sticking to the basics. So again, sales is is, uh, simple. It's not easy. You just got to keep plugging away. I completely agree. Well, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you or learn more about you? Yeah, the best way is just to go to my website. It's uh, knuckledraggingsales.com. There's links there for the book. There's lots of free material. You can uh, contact me. Uh, We've got a coaching program we're launching in uh, July. And uh, there's plenty of buttons to schedule a a free one-on-one consultation to see if if we can help you and if we're the right fit for you if you're looking for, uh, for sales coaching. All right. And everyone, earlier you heard that he's available Every morning from two to three for coaching or just uh, to chat. (laughs) It's sad, but very true. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us here on Sales Paradise. Chandler, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on.